0: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics podcast. My next special guest from Avalon Comics is Mr. Brandon Starroki. Brandon, thank you so much for being with me. Um, man, it's so awesome to have you here. Starroki. Starroki, not Sir Roke. Sorry. I love your eyes, work, man. man. We just <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> I am so terrible, bro. I'm sorry, man. But, Brandon, no worries. It's, no worries. It's a pleasure to meet you, man. I had a blast reading your comic, man. It is top notch um, we'll get into that but story's incredible super fast paced art next level um congratulations man it's it's really hard to put a comic book together as an indie creator and to have four issues that are uh, bangers like that that's pretty awesome man
1: thank you very much you know it's it, I appreciate being here I appreciate you having me on the show as well the given the opportunity to talk about Avalon and the you know the amazing team that surrounds me as well but you know uh, like you said it, a lot of hard work goes into it And I'm a big believer in in a good team kind of makes that kind of come into fruition. you know, And I have an excellent team around me to make it come to life.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. Right. I mean, that's the beauty about comic books. Uh, You could have a really good story, but if the art's not great, it takes away from the story. Right. And you could have a terrible story with amazing art and uh, it makes it really hard to kind of read. It's a little distracting when the story doesn't match. So when two come together like that and both the art and the writing is able to kind of, Come together to help tell that story. I mean, that's a, a beautiful thing. I think every writer of comics tries to do that, but not yeah. always does it happen, right? So when it does, it's it's awesome to see. It, it definitely can
1: be a beautiful thing, you know. Coming from you know a fan perspective, kind of seeing other people's kind of, especially indie uh, creators being in this whole business now. I see a bunch of them and seeing their projects kind of come to life and seeing how much they put into it and having it pay off. Kind of like you know, uh, seeing it all kind of come out and come together. You know, it, it is, it is a beautiful thing. And then being on the creator, creator aspect of it as well as to see it all come to life. I have all these visions in my head. I have all these ideas in my head. I have uh, people helping me get them out, you know, and then Demetrius really putting it on paper. It's just the, you know, the best feeling ever and seeing it in, in physical form is just another thing to it.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, what an amazing feeling to hold that in your hand, right. For the first time when it's done. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So can we kind of go back in time, Brandon? I would love to kind of talk about um, how you got into comics. Um, Did you start really early reading comics? Um, I've met a lot of amazing creators that started a little bit later in life. Um, Can you kind of walk us through how you got into
1: comics? Yeah, I'm one of those people who just got into comics a little bit later in life. Uh, I was a huge fan or still am a huge fan of The Walking Dead show um i didn't realize it was a comic book until about two th- or th- about three seasons in and then once i started realizing i started buying them you know wherever i can't even remember what year that was but from wherever it was i started collecting them on and getting the volumes and then collecting the uh, uh, individual issues from that point on and then i really started getting into that point and then i started really reading like 30 days of nights the, you know the night of living dead comic as well like uh, like those kind of, I don't want to say they're independent, but those like real niche kind of things like the crazies too. Like, like that's where my kind of, uh, that's what I kind of enjoy is that kind of entertainment and that's, so that's like end of the world kind of stuff like that. Um, but then I really started generating towards that. And then obviously like Batmans and stuff like that. I really started collecting some of the Batmans and getting into those as well. But it's one of those things again, where it came later in my life. And then I really started enjoying it more as I started doing my, uh, Avalon and getting that out there i really started collecting more and more and more and doing
0: uh a lot of that with the comic community that's awesome man and then as far as storytelling right i mean that's a skill set in itself have you always been someone that's kind of like to to either to write or to story tell like when did that start in your life i
1: think uh very that very early me and my uh buddy for, for a long time growing up we've been very creative individuals we we did a thing called parkour legends Uh, which was horrible don't look it up it's very old but now everyone's gonna look it up because you said that you realize that we've we've done a lot of uh stupid things but very creative mindset so i've had that kind of thing go with me throughout you know my life and then i realized i don't know what i want to do with my life i want to be like a director i've always had a a thing for being you know film and my dad was a big movie guy so i've always watched movies i've had a big respect for directing and i went to the new york film academy Uh, to visit and found out it was way too much. And we're like, okay, backtrack that. So then I came back home doing the whole real, you know, normal full-time job kind of thing. And then I met Alan, that's when I met Alan Dingfelder. And then we kind of went full circle because he did stuff in his past creative wise as well. And we just kind of like, let's just do this thing. And that's kind of like what really made the whole 1282 label. Uh, The the thing that you see on the front of Avalon is like, that's kind of like our brand we're trying to kind of uh, explode with Avalon and other projects behind closed doors right now. But it's really just trying to make all those things come to life. The whole creative side of us that we tried to suppress with real life jobs that, you know, are boring. We, we we're finally letting it all out.
0: That's awesome, man. And can you walk uh, us through how the name 1282, what's the significance of of that name? Right. Because I think that's another question people are going to ask. Like that's those are random numbers, right? They gotta mean something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so the funny thing is, is when when uh, Alan and Hope I, it's not it's your right. like home address, by the way. That's a bad no, idea. No, no, okay, no, no, good. no, not yet. No, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, but uh, one of the one of the first job or second job, Alan and I worked together uh, after meeting each other. We were, our hourly rate was twelve eighty well twelve dollars and eighty two cents, which was horrible at the time, and we were not making anything. So it was, it was a hard Time period for both of us hourly, you know, it's just trying to live normal life and etc. In that category, and then we're just like, and that at that point we were like, we need to do something, and that's kind of like when we did it. And then when we we're thinking about names, like so on later. We're like twelve eighty two, like it just it flows off the tongue well. It's I, I I think I think it's very catchy, and it was just a crucial time. That was our hourly rate at a crucial time when we were just like bottom of the barrels, like we were barely making anything, trying to like get by and. That it just stuck with us, so it just that's kind of like how it works.
0: I love it, man. But I'm just going to be very honest with you. Getting into comic books, it's going to be like four thirty-five. So. <laughs> it's going to be even less than that, right? Right.
1: <laughs> I guess that's why I still have the full-time job. So yeah, exactly. One one day, I'm hoping I could just drop
0: that and just get right into comics or entertainment. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. That'd be awesome. So is the is the hope of Avalon to hopefully take a, a property like that? Have a a nice, really good run and a a story that's kind of drawn out a little bit. So you have a little bit of a scale around that story and then maybe shopping around. Is that kind of the idea or you just focusing on comics and that was really the only purpose? So uh,
1: you know, it was really just kind of doing our own thing. Because when Alan was uh, doing creative things before, he was in, he was part of a band. And one of the most important things to us when we made 1282 was like doing our thing. We want to do our thing, and yeah. and not really have people tell us like, oh no, you have to do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. So really, that's the whole kind of thing behind 1282 is just allowing us, and you know, hopefully in the future, some uh, other people do their thing. Like let's just do you. Do what you want to do. You have the vision. You have the the creativity make it come to life. And that was really the kind of the trademark behind why we wanted to do 1282. Yeah. And then we, you know, obviously Avalon came out and, you know, we're trying to really do it the way we want to do it. So it's not really so much shopping Avalon away. It's really just doing the best we could do with the story that we have and and really make
0: it come to life for people who enjoy reading that kind of story. That's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's kind of get into the story itself. I, I know uh, Walking Dead and, and kind of those type of stories certainly had an influence. But when did the, the story of Avalon start to come together with all the character development um, and all that good stuff? Can you kind of walk us through that?
1: Yeah, uh, obviously, way, first and foremost, you know, just a quick breeze is just this sure. idea I had was uh, way back in senior year in high school. I, you know, it, it was when I told you, like, I was like, OK, I want to quick go to you know Film Academy and all that stuff. I had that kind of inspiration and then I didn't know what to do. So I just buried it. And that's when I met Alan. And then that's when we started getting to the character development and the real development of the story overall. Um you know, it, it was it was a fun pro, pro- process because I kind of knew what I wanted to do. I you know really wanted to relate it as much to reality as possible and what and what I knew because you know learning writing and all that all that stuff that comes with it was kind of, you know, kind of an obstacle. And Alan was a was a was a cool guy to have around me and kind of like like this is what we could do. This is what we do because he he wrote music and all that stuff. So he had a general understanding of writing, um, and what works and what didn't work. And he's just a uh, you know a smart guy, creative guy himself. And then we were kind of baby stepping this whole process and i really kept it tight to my story and my my life and my reality and what i knew so the three brothers being the main kind of focus of the story i have two brothers so you know there's three brothers in the family and kind of utilizing the ups and downs in my life and people's lives that i've seen going you know just living day-to-day life and applying that to the story and using those extreme highs and lows for storytelling purposes not all that stuff is true in my life but just dramatic kind of you know stories but having that whole process be a thing you know when alan and i were first doing this from the start was probably one of the funner things that i've ever done in my funners not the word funnest funner funner. It was you. one of the funnest things i've probably done in my life is that kind of beginning process of avalon that's
0: awesome man yeah, yeah i mean the character development <clears throat> is is kind of significant throughout avalon as well <clears throat> starting with the family at the table at the restaurant um can you kind of walk us maybe like a quick, quick synopsis of what the story is about for people that haven't had a chance to read it yet? Yeah, I mean the overall story
1: about Avalon is is uh is following the castle family which is a dysfunctional family that, that you know living an honest life alone, just on a day-to-day basis, is hard enough for them, you know. So that's why we wanted to. Again, everybody deals with that on some sort of level. So we wanted to add that element with, like, okay, the apocalypse, you know, the mental health, uh, the real life physical issues people deal with, you know, uh, all those things in one. And what am I going to do? And you know, having that person pick up that comic and relate to any person doing it. And again, one of the one of the things market points that we really try to focus on as well is steering away from the hero's journey. You know, with, you know, me being a big fan of The Walking Dead, I respect The Walking Dead for what it is. I don't want to be like The Walking Dead. You know what I mean? I want to I want to differ myself from it. I just want to be the only thing that's going to be similar to The Walking Dead is, okay. it's another zombie book. Other than that, I want it to be kind of separate in its own category. I want to I want the whole family to be the main protagonist. I want the world to generate what happens to these characters, not us in the writer room. So that's one of the big things when we're in the writer room is like let the world do the dictating of what happens, like how we live on a normal basis. So basically that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely not The Walking Dead. So anybody listening to this, you're not reading another Walking Dead. It's completely different. And I do like that the family is kind of the core um, because although the walking dead is an awesome IP in and of itself, obviously it's, it's, I don't know how much Robert Kirkman has made off of just that one property alone, but I think he's doing pretty good. Um, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I think he's doing all right. Um, but you know, having that family as the, the center of Avalon like you said, is so relatable and each member of that family is going through a different experience and they're receiving what's happening around them in a much different way, right? One's kind of closing up out of anxiety and doesn't know how to react and it just kind of makes things worse. One wants to do a lot, but doesn't know where to start and everything's just moving so fast. And I mean, it's it's really, uh, really good, I think, character development amongst that family, um, so congrats on that. And I think it's going to be extremely relatable to anybody, right? We all come from a family. So I think you're going to be able to relate to that. Yeah, and so, easy, At least a little bit, right? At least a little bit, right? Yeah. So, bit,
1: right? yeah. Definitely appreciate, the, you know, the, the kind words there as well. You know, a lot of those things that you mentioned are very well said and what we're kind of moving for and pushing for with these characters. You know, everybody, you know, one family, you look at a family of five or whatever it might be. Everybody's dealing with life in a different way, and and when you like you said, when you toss that apocalypse into it, the the zombies kind of like this chaotic outbreak that just happened out of nowhere. Like, what the hell, you know? But you kind of deal with it, and then these people and these uh, brothers, you know, mom, dad, whatever it might be, are dealing with it in different ways at the same exact time. And we're telling that story where it's like, okay, anybody, different people could pick up the story and relate and have a different main character than somebody else is what basically it is. Like when you pick up The Walking Dead. It's it's Rick Grimes, the main character. At least when you p- pick up Avalon, anybody can pick it up and go, okay, that's my main character. That's my main character. That's my, you know what I mean? It's different for everybody, different experience.
0: No, I, I think that there's a little bit of a brilliance in that as well, right? Because if you have one protagonist, right? And you don't like that, you might stop reading it. But here you have <laughs> a lot of different options to choose from and they all equally, I think get to shine throughout the first four issues, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that, you know, it's, it's nice to hear as well. You know, it's obviously a thing that we go for, right. You know, but when it's, it's awesome feedback to hear that we're doing what we're planning on doing. So it's not like, getting mistranslated some way somehow through the, you know, through the grapevine or whatever. But I agree with that as well as like, you know, really trying to spread out the screen time for every character in it. You know, obviously in certain issues, it seems like we're generating towards one character, but when the next one comes out, you're like, oh, okay. So now this, this, this is them, you know what I mean? But yeah, no, it's nice to hear the feedback that it's, that what we're doing is working, I guess.
0: (laughs) Now, as far as like uh, the characters themselves, um, obviously, you grew up in a family, um, you have brothers. So I I assume that a little bit of that was going into how the family might have been made up. But have you been able to draw from the community that you were raised in on certain things that you find within the story itself? Like, are we going to find that same dire diner (laughs) where you live? Like those kind of things? Are you putting like little eggs, Easter eggs throughout there or no? Yeah, of course. I'm a big Easter egg guy. Uh, yeah. So th-
1: so to specifically the diner, not so much, but there are going to be little things here and there throughout the story and the first season and so on that we're going to be throwing little Easter eggs in of the city we're in, because again, it takes place in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I'm from Erie. So again, keeping it generated close to what I know instead of, because again, writing was kind of like a newer thing. We're learning it as we go. So keeping as much close to us as we could. And really just articulating that as much as we could as well. But you're going to see those little Easter eggs. I'm a big Easter egg guy. Uh, Love them in shows, love them in, you know, being a big fan of Quentin Tarantino. Those little niche things are like fun to me and I like adding those things.
0: You think we'll get a rock band or any kind of band? I don't know what kind of music Alan was part of, but we got to have something happen while a band is playing or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it, it, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that, man. We'll, yeah, leave, it yeah, that, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious, though, man. That would be pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> it, it definitely would. You know, like having little things in our lives, kind of showcase in the story. You know, and and for us to know, and something that me and Demetrius and I uh, kind of go through a lot is uh, what are we adding in these little things? Like we're always adding little symbolic things, little Easter egg things, and he comes up with a with a lot of them too, which is awesome. You know, and. uh and and having those things and really, for me, knowing what they are, it's fun. And hope, hopefully people see it. I'll never tell people what all of them are. But when people read them, I'm hoping like someday like,
0: oh, I know what that is. Or I see what that is. I see what they're doing there. But yeah. That's awesome, man. I, I absolutely love it. So right now, <clears throat> Brandon, we have four issues of Avalon, right? All four are out and ready to go. Yeah. uh, Four issues are out right now. We're currently,
1: you know, we've been on a bit of a delay with issue five. You know, I, uh, myself and Demetrius uh, have both had little personal things going on. We finished our Kickstarter late last year. We're trying to wrap this up as much as uh, possible, uh, fulfill the whole Kickstarter as a whole, which would include issue five. Um, And with all that being said, we're not, we're obviously not starting anything else with the Kickstarters until we completely fulfill this and make sure people understand that, you know, we had a setback on our ends and we really want to get it out there as fast as possible we're constantly updating people but yeah four are out right now one through four um again each issue that comes out Demetrius it's just he just outdoes himself each issue which is awesome you know for me you know it's awesome for people who read it you know just seeing these cool awesome angles he kind
0: of comes up with with the panels and all that but yeah well, Long answer for your question, yeah. No, no, I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome, Brad. So let's talk about uh, Demetrius. So it's Demetrius Nastos, I, I, I imagine, is how you pronounce it. Um, this is, like, really good grayscale. And and uh, I think people need to, to know that. The art in this is absolutely spectacular. Um, you have accents of red and other colors where it makes sense. But for the most part, your comic book is grayscale. And when grayscale is done right... I think it's one of the most easiest things on the eyes when you're reading a comic book. And uh, after reading the first four issues, Demetrius knows how to do this right. I've seen black and white comic books. And uh, again, I never on anybody, right? I've made a comic book. It's really hard, and I'm not yeah. an artist, so. Uh, but I, I've seen some black and white, right? And and they're very, you know, they're black and white, right? And they're very plain. Yeah. This yep. isn't. You got a lot of great grayscale in here too. So it's just, it's so well done. Um, just, I, I, I fell in love with the art immediately before I even finished the story. I was like, this is pretty dope, man. So, um, can you talk a little bit more about Demetrius, how that relationship came together? And, uh, obviously you're, you're still working together because you're, uh, working on five, right? Yes. Yes. So, you know,
1: looking for Demetrius and looking for an artist in general, I was on Instagram for a long, a long period of time, a couple months looking for an artist that, you know, uh, going through like hashtags looking for the best art style that I thought would work for Avalon and you know the idea was always black white and blood and uh figuring that all out and looking for what what kind of did that most and then you know thank god we ended up finding Demetrius you know he was a hundred percent on board once I kind of hit him with it which was awesome right off the gate for us you know hearing that he was like a go-getter and all that stuff he was 100 on board no no question asked basically you know and then we uh did a concept page for us which was amazing um, and then we just kind of pulled the trigger on it. And then ever since then, it's just been amazing. You know, that first issue, uh, you could tell, obviously, the art is a little bit different from two and so on, uh, which that is uh, another thing as well. But, you know, he, he when he, at the end of one, when he's like, he came to me and said, or this just all through Messenger because Demetrius is in Greece. So yeah. a lot of our relationship has been over chatting and Discord chats and all that as well. But uh, when he told me after issue one, that he has a new style and he's been working on it a little bit. I was so nervous because I'm a very consistent person. I was like, I don't know. Like, just let me see what you got. You know, I'm all, you know, I'll see what it is. Loved it. You know, I loved exactly what he was trying to do. Um, it was almost like without knowing it, that's what I wanted originally. But like, you know, it's just like one of those things. that's like he knew or whatever. So then we ended up rolling with that, obviously. That's going to be the style moving forward. Issue one, we're actually working on a remake as well which is going to be fun later on this year when we drop the, you know, the volume uh, for first six issue. yeah the trade paperback. We're going to be doing the remake of issue one as well in, uh, in conjunction with each other for the Kickstarter later this year. But that's one thing too. And having our thing develop over time, having him be able to read the script and just be like, like what, kind of what I give him. And he's like, I like this. I love this. What if we do this on this page? You know, having that comfortable kind of chat amongst each other. I'm just, when he has an, an idea, 99.9% of the times we're rolling with it. You know, he just has, he reads it and he's like, this would be cool if we do this X, Y, and Z, and we're rolling with it. He comes up with so many different ideas
0: now because of the, the time working with each other. Yeah. Once you get to kind of a comfortable place with an artist where they understand your writing style, you understand their art style. All of a sudden you start to gel, man, it's such a, a really good place to be, right? Oh, a
1: hundred percent. I feel so comfortable where I'm at with Avalon and having him a part of it as well. And to to have him be the artist and just exactly know what I want without even knowing it has to. I mean, like I, I'm giving him the script. Yeah. But like he, he presents ideas to me that aren't even in the script. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. We'll do, you know what I mean? 10 times better than I originally thought. You know what I mean? So let, you know, one of the big things that I've learned over time is just let the artist be the artist. Yeah. yeah. You know, he sees that page the way it is. He sees the panels, how he wants to do it, you know, and the script that just let him do it, you know, his canvas, yeah. let him, let him take care of the work.
0: Now, from a writing standpoint, as you're working with um, Demetrius, can you kind of walk through how you um or how you lay out the story for the artist because i found everybody has their own style i'm not sure one's wrong and one's right i just think everyone has their own star so do you start by like writing out the story by panel and then he comes back and says you know what that's five panels not four um and i could do this can you kind of walk us through what that looks like
1: so yeah uh i uh i i've done it the same since the start i was gonna change it but i was like why change it if it's not don't fix something if it's not broke you know the way i do it is i write out page to page and inside the pages i kind of break them down in panels you know uh i write down exactly what i want like in a screenplay format uh where it's like you're writing down what you want the dialogue and all of that you know give or take how many panels you want and this is where you know his expertise comes into play when he reads it he's like okay i'm actually going to take away a panel or two and do the same thing here or add a few panels to show a little bit more action or couple more close up scenes to lead up to this kind of big panel that you have. You know, and it, the again, like I said, 99.9% of the time he he's hitting the nail on the head. I'm like, yeah, let's roll with it. You know, but you know, I I, I do get specific with what I want on some of the things as well. That's that point one percent, right? Uh but overall, uh he's he kills it. You know, and we've had that chemistry over the years of working with each other as well and making sure that kind of all is articulated the exact way. Cause he, he's he tells me all the time he's a fan of the story himself and to have him be a fan of it is is another huge thumbs up for us too because you I know for myself that he loves it and he wants to be here and that that's that's the beauty of having Demetrius be a part of this team as well as it's not a, it's not just a job to him it's like this is his babe too you know and I tell him that all the time that Avalon wouldn't be where it is without you and all that so it's just kind of like that that parallel kind of race that we're having right here where we're Right beside right each other,
0: I love it, man. That's that's awesome. It's good to hear you have that kind of relationship. Because as a fan, right, you're investing in a story, yeah. Um, and nothing worse, like one of the, I mean, it is what it is, right? It's indie comics, and I think everyone has a, an idea of what they want to accomplish in indie comics. But as you know, Brandon, it's not cheap to make a comic book and uh, especially your first couple, you never get back what you've put into it. So you got to build like a a fan base in order to get to a point where maybe you could actually at least break even like uh, breaking even would be really nice, right? Of course, (laughs) of course yeah so it's awesome that you have that kind of relationship and you're working together can you can you talk to us what the idea around Avalon is as far as length is the goal to make this kind of an ongoing or is there a definitive end to this story after a certain amount of issues maybe you don't know how many issues yet but there is like an end and you already have the end
1: so so I have a general
0: end in my head uh so it's going to be an ongoing issue
1: and one thing that I have learned. throughout this writing process is the first initial script we had of of issue one of Avalon was absolutely horrible you know and you've you've read the first you know the the first four but you know to put it in perspective that first issue the original issue we were going to kind of go through the production and all that stuff and get it out there was basically crunched down from one to three that you just read okay. you know so all three of those issues that you just read was crunched into one issue which which you know in my mind right now is just horrible I mean, it's just such a huge rush so much story in those three issues you know you know it's not like it was stretched out in a bad way it was there was a lot of story there. there's a lot of things to articulate and really showcase and we condensed that for some reason into one so good thing we pulled that back and stretched that out But going through that process and understanding all of that, I realized how much longer Avalon can kind of go for, you know, I've had, I definitely have a good understanding of where, or what I want to happen, you know, the big, the main big arcs uh, that I have in my head. Um, But there's, it's, Avalon's going to be around for a little while, a little while longer. (laughs) It's going to, I have a lot of things I want to kind of showcase with these characters and, and the story overall. And I'm excited to kind of get it all out there with, you
0: know, with, working on it with the writing room and having Demetrius kind of make it all come to life. That's awesome to hear, man. So um, at 1282, um, Avalon is the one and only title as of right now, correct? As with of right idea, now, yeah. You, you already have aspirations of bringing forth other titles? Oh uh, yeah of course i i'm o I'm I am i am i do not
1: know what you call it, but my mind's always everywhere, you know <laughs> I, I I'm working on five different things at once, you know at the same time, and I shouldn't be I should be really focusing on the whole Avalon thing, but it's just like you're always working on ten different things, and I'm sure you, you get it as well, but uh it, yeah, I'm working on titles myself, you know, and I, I, you know having of course having other people part of it too, but you know what we're willing to offer, and that's all in the works of being figured out Um, but you know myself just getting those titles added to the 1282 kind of brand and i'm working on a bunch of different things i'm hoping to kind of get out here in the next you know year or so and really we're excited for it you know i'm excited for it. it two two off the top of my head that are that are really kind of exciting for me to kind of do and get going and I hope within the next year or two we kind of get those moving alongside with Avalon you know Avalon's always going to keep going at a steady pace uh hopefully even faster and those other two you know we'll see what happens in the next year or two
0: now um are you trying to like is your wheelhouse kind of the same genre that Avalon is or are you like going completely different direction on new titles as well
1: 'll be it'll be new titles uh so yeah the, the two that are really I'm working on now are completely two different things um okay. and good. and very excited you know I'm working well the thing is I'm working on a screenplay as well so it's kind of like a, an extension of that screenplay that yeah. uh my aunt and I are kind of working on right now uh and it's kind of an extension to kind of get it all like started you know because screenplays are expensive you know all the stupid stuff that comes with all that so I'm like I, I pitched the idea to her why don't we make like a comic book like to kind of uh open up that world a little bit, so it allows us to kind of get that you know the copyright all that st- stuff that comes with all the you know the stupid stuff that comes with all that, and <laughs> then kind of get that going but but it's definitely a good story that we're working on as well for the comic book you know in that sense, but that's one of the things where I'm very very, very excited about, you know I'm loving that project too,
0: yeah i mean uh I have a a couple friends um on the west coast uh critical entertainment is uh one of the uh, publishers and they have some amazing titles as well but uh a couple of their titles they actually have used as pitch books um for you know either film or animation so it's a great segue right because as a director right it's it's a lot easier to take in the story it's it's condensed you could kind of see the visuals so i think there's some positive if that's the goal
1: yeah 100% and i'm gl- glad to hear that on my end too because that's basically exactly what we're doing and uh, to have that kind of be like an actual thing without me knowing it, and I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad I know it now. I'm glad it's like a thing. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure this out as we go <laughs> along, kind of deal. But yeah, good to hear it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, man, Brandon, that that is so awesome, man. So let's. Let, why don't you go and and walk us through the entire team that's part of Avalon, right? We already know uh, Demetrius. We've mentioned Alan really quickly. I know he's in a band and that he uh, has been working with you, but maybe go into a little more detail of all the people that have made this happen.
1: Yeah. So uh, there's Demetrius, which is obviously the artist of Avalon. Uh, He's been the artist the whole way through. He does all the covers. He does all the interior art and so on. So far, everything you see visually is 100% 100 percent Demetrius. you know, uh all our website as well, avaloncomic.com. Everything you see on there is stuff from used from his art and all of that stuff. So everything visually right now from for Avalon is Demetrius, which he, again, all the praise in the world, does an awesome job on everything he kind of gives me. Um, so we have Alan as well. He's a co-writer. What he did was he helped me with season one. He he uh Alan's role was to really kind of get us uplifted and Uh, Avalon and for one through six and kind of do behind the scenes stuff for 1282 and work on the other projects that kind of are what we want to do overall in in the future and all that stuff. So he's kind of taken a hiatus from the comic writing parties really just in the, in the, in the trenches, I guess, with 1282 per se, you know, and Callie Oberlander uh, she helped write and edit uh, issue four, and five so she kind of like perfected it a little bit more we had it all written out and she kind of having her hand she's a short film director writer and really big into film I met her actually at a film fest as well she did an awesome job for us and the time she helped us at four and five kind of again making sure those were a little bit perfected and uh we're happy with what we got and uh, we're really happy for everybody to see what we got as well obviously you read four and then five too I'm very excited for um, and Rachel Bullock as well. Uh, she's going to be more in season two, but she helped edit uh, issue six and kind of, again, with the Cali, just really perfect it and make sure what we're telling is exactly what we want and makes sense and all that kind of regard. But she'll have a huge role in season two, well, keep saying season two, but volume two and and so on going forward. We're excited to have her a part of the team as well. But that's basically the team right now. Um, and again,
0: we're without the team. Avalon wouldn't be where it was. That's so cool, man! So cool. So season one is um, issues one through six, and then seven yeah. through twelve is season two. Then, yeah,
1: yep. That that's going to be kind of like the good uh, the the running part for Avalon. A- unless there's something where we need think it needs to be like a part two of something, you know, we'll we'll do the part one, part two volume kind of deal. But for the most part, that's kind of how we've been telling the story with the season two right now were kind of uh, me and I'm allowed to say his name now, but uh, his name is Bill, William, William. He's going to be helping me with season two, uh, a, a writer, a good friend of mine I've known for a lot of years. He he tagged on for the projects. He's a big fan of movies, big fan of Quentin Tarantino and all that stuff. And so am I. So like if I have that part of the the Avalon thing to on another level, it is very excited for exciting for me, but He, uh, him and I have been working on really trying to get Avalon or season two perfected in that, in that new kind of storytelling way where it's like we had Alan and then kind of having that same thing. Cause you know, obviously I'm still there, but having that little bit of a twist and new element to the storytelling is is very interesting and seeing it all and reading it all is very fun for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then as far as where people could pick it up, um, you kind of mentioned it, you said it was avaloncomic.com.
1: Yeah, Avaloncomic.com. Yeah, You could simply just go to that website and uh, hit the store. It's right on the top bar there. Go to our store uh, and that brings you to our store. Our PDF copies, if you simply just wanted to give it a shot, simply just $1.99, very expensive. You know, we kind of just want to allow people, if you wanted to just see what it's about, grab it for a really good rate.
0: Obviously, we have physicals on there as well and, yeah, and so on. That's so awesome. And then are you part of the Anyone World? any one world. I'm not quite sure what that is. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Um, you have ASAP, which is a, uh, um, it's owned by a gentleman named Hades out of the UK. And, uh, he, he, obviously that's for all of his titles and he has any one world and it's a lot of, uh, American indie publishers. I'll give you more information, but, uh, I thought, uh, maybe I saw you on his website, but maybe it wasn't, but anyways, it's any one world. And if you ever want to uh, get your, uh, your title in front of a, a bunch of uh, British uh, comic book fans. Uh, that's a good way to of do course. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome, man. So I'll give you the information after, but um, awesome. so really the, the main place to go to is avaloncomic.com and there you can find the PDF. You can find the physicals if that's your thing. And uh, that's pretty awesome, man. Yep. Yep.
1: We have a I I hope a good way of kind of, you know, showcasing what we're about with our website. You know, I've had, a bunch of people look at it and kind of tell me their thoughts on it. So I kind of critiqued it in that way. And obviously, anybody who goes to the website, if, if there's something that you'd like to see better, we're always up for suggestions, too. So, you know, it's me making the website. So yeah. not, not too much of an expert in that category, but I uh, always love to hear stuff. But I'm very excited about the website, you know, the artwork and all that stuff and really explaining what we are like showcasing Demetrius's art and all that as well. We're doing cool things with with it as well
0: that's so cool man and then how about social media what platforms are you on and how could people follow you there
1: yeah of course we're like on every social media platform you could think of you know facebook uh, uh instagram uh, x twitter um tiktok too uh, all all the stuff avalon comic you you'll be able to find us uh we're we're out there 1282 avalon comic i think is the handle for x mm-hmm. but facebook instagram is avalon comic and same thing goes for tiktok as well so just look up simply Avalon Comic as one, and then you'll be able to find us.
0: That's pretty awesome, man. Well, Brandon, are we leaving anything out?
1: I don't believe so. I, th- I think we're going there basically just, you know, the last thing I want to kind of reiterate as well, you know, since it's been a little bit since I did a chat is, again, we're working on really grinding out issue five. Uh, we're going to get that out in people's hands as soon as possible. We We really post updates as much as possible to let people know we're still kind of banging it out. Uh, Demetrius is doing an awesome job. The, the way he's coming up with these pages are phenomenal. Like I said earlier in the interview, each issue I feel like he just one-ups the last one. He does an awesome job, but we're getting it out there for everybody who's eager. I, I get, I get messages. I get the thing to kind of make sure people. I'm like, I, trust me, I know. I want to see it too. I want it here. But yeah, that's coming out and, and hopefully very, very, very soon.
0: Very Almost cool. Up, right? Very cool, man. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's such a pleasure meeting you. You have another fan, so uh, you know I, I assume maybe May or something you'll have issue six Kickstarter somewhere around that time frame as soon yeah. as five is uh, all uh, fulfilled. And uh, when that does happen, Brandon, man, come on back and we'll uh, we'll make sure that everyone knows that your Kickstarter is live for six, and uh, we'll talk about it, man. By then, I'll have issue five in my hands, and we'll be able to get through that one
1: there we go i love it i love to hear it and i appreciate you having me on the show as well this is, this is a fun time and good meeting me as well
0: awesome man well have a great rest of the week and i'll make sure in the uh comment section um that i'll put down the website all your handles for all the different social media everybody follow avalon comics and uh brandon until next time man thanks thank you have a good one Me too